0: Welcome back to our podcast. This is episode two of a real work in progress, where John, Pastor Brian, myself, chill t- on a Wednesday. Wednesdays, we talk about the sermon um, from Sundays, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this one. This is a this is a heavy topic. I'm gonna I wanna, tell us about it, Brian.
1: Yeah, I mean, this podcast. The intention is that we decided that we wanted to continue the conversation of Pastor Matt's message. Because we want to digest it as well. We want yeah. to uh, make application as much as we can. Um, it's We don't want to just be a connoisseur of a message. We don't want to be sitting and uh, be a passive audience. We mm. actually want to digest, digest these things and actually apply them uh, to our lives and to our marriages and to our families. And it takes, um, you know, unpacking through conversation. And so we thought we'd just do this, but record yeah. it while we're doing it. Yeah. And this week, um, Pastor Matt talked about how um, God Heals relational wounds. Mm. Um, he used John 4, um, the woman at the well who had five husbands, and, and Jesus really um, called her out on an issue that she had in her life. And oftentimes, you know, Pastor Matt said that we um, disdain this woman as though she was a whore and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, was living an ungodly life, but not thinking about. Um, the possibility that the reason that she had so many husbands may have been because she wasn't able to bear children Mm. and that she was abandoned. Um, And it just gives a different spin. I think you have a a more of a a, a heart and sensitivity toward her if you look at her in that vein. And the the reality is oftentimes when we see people, um, we have no idea what the full story is. And I think if we knew the full story, we would be... um, more kind, more gracious more mm-hmm. merciful in those relationships you know in this area um, with regard to relational wounds I just I put a note here I just said we are not all created equal in this area nope. and and the reason I say that is because there's so many different layers of relational wounds and, um, and and those relational wounds can impact you greatly in to adulthood and throughout the rest of your life, I think of things like abuse, absence, um, addiction, mm. neglect. I was looking yeah. at some statistics. Those people who grew up without a father figure in their life, statistically yeah. speaking, doesn't mean in, in every case, but statistically speaking, they're, they have a higher rate uh, of suicide, five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 mm. times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to have behavioral disorders, 14 times more likely to commit rape, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Mm. And wow. um, the topic of father wounds, like when when your father was either absent, you know, completely absent or abusive or um, maybe an an addict, an abuser, um, of substances that leaves deep, painful wounds that impacts you for the rest of your life. And so I I got permission from you, John, to, um, (laughs) to ask you to speak into some of that with regard to your upbringing and your own father.
2: Yeah, we're going there. We're doing it. We're We're going for it. (laughs) Um, yeah, this is a really, for a long time, it's been a really sensitive topic, Um, I feel like God has done an amazing work in my life when it comes to being able to open up and talk about this with people, um, and use this. And for a long time, it, it wasn't easy to talk about. Um, I'll go as far. I mean, uh, so I grew up without my dad. I was eight years old. My mom and dad got a divorce. And then when they got a divorce, he kind of split and wasn't really part of my family anymore. Um, I didn't really understand why uh, I, I was always waiting for him to like be part of my life again and like come back around. It never really worked out that way. And so, you know, that left me like longing for things and relationally kind of like put me in a spot where I didn't know how to handle certain situations and be around certain people and all of those things. Um, eventually found out that he passed away and never really got to like, like rekindle that relationship or, or get any sort of like, um understanding as to why some closure in the closure yeah. just wasn't really there i mean closure as far as like alright he's gone mm-hmm. but closure in understanding the why behind it cuz growing up i thought it was all me mm-hmm. and so, uh, or my fault and um you know to the, it, it got so bad to the point to where i was even like i hated him growing up and i hated him when he was dead mm-hmm. and so for a long time i was hating a dead man like I was literally hitting somebody that wasn't even here and present on this earth anymore. That's how deep it went for me. And at some point God did, um, meet me in that pain and he did allow me to, um, uh, release that to him to show me that I needed to release it to him. The thing is it, you know, to where I was able to like forgive him. And I threw out like a public statement on Facebook or something. I normally don't go to Facebook for like venting things, but I needed some accountability in the sense of, Hey, I'm going to throw this out there publicly. I forgive my dad. Like people don't even know him. That's a big big moment. (laughs) Yeah. And it was. And I just like kind of threw it out there and people got to see that. And some people knew how deep it went and some people didn't. Um, but I just needed to get it out, like release it all the way. And mm-hmm. I did, and it felt so good, but, but all, all that to say, it did affect me growing up, even into my adult years until I was able to, uh, fully understand what, what was happening and how I needed to give that to the Lord. Um, it, it was, it made my life very difficult relationally.
1: You, you know, it's, it's hard because I know you as a friend, Um, and because you're such a likable guy, I mean, I think anybody that knows John, if you know, John, he's, he's super likable, um, you know, just friendly, kind, um, gracious, um, has just a great heart. So it's, it's hard to hear that because your dad missed out on that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, speak a little bit to how you think, practically speaking, it impacted you in your adulthood.
2: It caused me to trust very little pe- amount, very little amount of people, or however I would actually say that it caused me to trust less people than I probably would have. Um, it caused me to um, overlook some of the things that I experienced, like as far as growing up and how much and how hard my mom worked um, to take care of us and make um, and and uh, just bless our family with all of the different things that she had to sacrifice in order to. So there is all of these like things, people that. Um, I've come in contact with where relationships I'm like girlfriends, close friends, uh, different situations when it came to work, I would, it was just very easy for me to leave those things because I didn't feel like I had to, um, I didn't feel the desire to want to go deeper and mm-hmm. with anybody.
1: Wait, do you think you it- was mainly because of vulnerability like the fear of being vulnerable.
2: Yeah, and and all that did was going back to like last week's episode, it just triggers my anxiety and I would pull back.
0: Yeah. yeah. How was that a uh, you know when you became a dad did any of that strike fear in you like oh I, I I can't be, you know, th- like like my dad or any yeah. of that fear happen?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's that's why like I left music when I did mm. um because when I had um my first daughter I just told myself, like, if I ever have a child, mm-hmm. I have four now, so that's how much of a dad I am. <laughs> but I, um, if I ever have a child, that is going to be my priority, right? Because I just knew how it messed me up growing up without my dad. And um, so that was, that. It, it like, it created something in me and a drive in me to want to be, like, an amazing father. Yeah. Although I don't think I'm the best. I feel like I'm a pretty dang good one. But it did cause me to um, prioritize that over anything else in my life at the time. So. If
1: you didn't know the story about John, he was a successful musician uh, traveling all over the place. And uh, so um, having word about his first daughter um, caused him to hit a massive pause midstream. Like you guys were on tour right at the time mm-hmm. that that happened.
2: When I found um, out about it, we were on warp Tour at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally it was in the middle of the tour yeah.
1: wow yeah. so rather than this being a net negative for you as a just human being as a person but um, primarily as a father mm-hmm. um, it could have been you it created a cycle a chain mm-hmm. um, that a legacy that left it a bad um, reflection on your life, mm, it yeah. actually, for you, um, was turned for good.
2: So it, and and in most cases, it doesn't. And, like, all the list of the things that you were reading off, I feel like I've struggled with a couple of those, and I'm surprised that I didn't struggle with that entire list. It's, it's, it's really sad to know mm. how many people, go, like, all of the different things that they experience, prison, rape, all that stuff. Um, I feel like God definitely saved me from potentially experiencing all these crazy things that I could have due to all the trauma growing up
1: mm-hmm. um, with those relational wounds. He, here's another thing. I, I remember there's a verse in Philippians um, three thirteen 13 says forgetting what lies behind a press forward to the upward call in Christ Jesus. So that's, that's Paul speaking about like forgetting all of the things prior to in his life um, and moving on to that upper call in Christ. And I, I have used that in the past W- with encouraging people, hey, just you, you need to pack that up and move on with your life. That hurts mm. and keep pressing on moving forward. And I'm not saying that that is completely untrue, um, because there's some biblical truth to that. But I think it also can leave a, um, a a way to avoid dealing with some stuff that still needs to be dealt with oh, and, and, yeah. and can have a negative impact on you. Mm-hmm. And um, so... There's the wounds, even though you've moved forward in a positive way with your own kids, they're still hurt there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go away. Wounds, right? It's like having mm-hmm. a broken bone or a
2: severe injury. It just doesn't take me, like, it doesn't ruin me anymore. It doesn't take me out of, like... What I have in front of me, like the thought of it, yeah, it hurt. It definitely hurts. It's still there, though. It's still. If I think about it, I'm like, man, I that, that would have been really cool if my kids could get to know their grandfather, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know, I grew up without even my grandfather's around, so it goes that deep for me yeah. in the sense of like mm-hmm. I didn't have any male role models, and I surprisingly turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that doesn't, it's not the case for most
1: people that experience that. And wow. and, and the ability to unpack some of this for others mm-hmm. could release them Oh man, from the horrible burden that they're shouldering right now. Absolutely. Right? So, uh, so digging into this and unpacking it and, and thinking about it and, um, trying to understand how it practically impacts the way that you react in certain circumstances or situations, maybe in your marriage or with your kids. or mm-hmm. um, That's important to know for you, yeah. but it's also important to be able to talk about it um, so that others can be released um, from you know the things that are holding them back from really what God wants to do in their lives. Right, and I, I
2: know Michael's experienced some things like this, right, as far as relational wounds from a father, from your father.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, before we were there, I just want to throw something out there. When you said— like things are different now, Mm -hmm. do you think uh, you forgiving him changed it from like you defining yourself as part of that problem and now like you're just, now you're just able to now see it from the outside and and make wiser choices because of that? That's
2: such a good observation because it's that's exactly how it is. Before it was a driver all the way. It was just like part of it came from just hurt, like I'm driven by hurt. I'm driven by pain, relational pain, you know, as deep as that goes with a father, not having a father around. And that turned into, um, I'm a driver to like be a good dad. It turned into all those things because I didn't forgive him that, that, that post that I made on Facebook. I didn't actually forgive him until after like years after I had my first kid. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, it, that was, it's, it still was there as far as that driver of why, I was doing things the way, or or approaching it the way I was, but then once I did that whole, like, out there forgiving him after he was literally not even here and hating him while he wasn't even here anymore, um, that definitely created something to where it was like, man, like, I, I can, I can approach this totally differently like when I talk about it like having drive and like now I can share this testimony this part of my testimony and the drive behind that is just so much more positive because it's for the kingdom ultimately and to just allow people to understand that these relational wounds um don't define who you are and and you know Jesus is the hope that you can lean into for those things and so yeah I love that
0: I was initially going to talk about something about my dad but now we're talking about relational wounds and like how those wounds can affect who we are today. And it's up to us if we're going to have it, you know, be a like a pattern or if we're going to disrupt it, if we're going to stop it. Mm. That makes me think of my parents when I was growing up, like every single day there's, there's fighting. It was a loud house. There was four kids and I don't even, t- we don't even, we still don't get along. I don't talk to any of my siblings. Like we don't get along. We're just carrying it back from when we were children, just fighting all the time. And then seeing our parents do the same mm. and that um, I'm still not the husband I want to be that i know that my wife deserves because and i don't want to blame my parents for that but that's all i saw for 18 years yeah literally every single day they divorced um uh when i was like 17 but i wish they did it sooner so i wouldn't have to you know see that example and that um yeah so it it really affects the marriage that i have right now with my wife like her parents are all lovey-dovey they hold hands still Mm -hmm. they uh they just love each other you can tell it's obvious like i i it makes me feel awkward if I even hold my hand, my wife's hand in public. It's like, I, I don't, it's not, it's not natural to me. Yeah. Mm. So I just, and I know, you know, she deserves stuff like that, but it's, I can't, like, I don't know how it just makes me feel so weird inside. Yeah. It's amazing. The imprint that your family
1: of origin has on even your reaction to things like holding your spouse's hand, yeah. you know, it really does. Uh, if you came from a quiet home, which I, I, I came from a quiet home. Mm. So like, I, you knew when you came into a room if my, if my dad was angry,
0: mm, you yeah. didn't
1: have to say a word, mm. <laughs> right? So it was, but it was quiet. He controlled the room just by his emotion. Mm. My wife's family, on the other hand, very vocal. So like when I started dating her, I was like, wait a second, this doesn't this doesn't seem right. Yeah, and even in in we do um, tandem coaching, which is like marital coaching. Like we're not providing it, we're receiving it. Yeah, um, and it, it's imp- it's so amazing to see how those imprints and how conflict was handled impacts the way that we individually handle conflict. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it definitely impacts us in ways that we don't necessarily, we're not thinking about. It's more like even subconsciously
0: yeah. driving and our I behavior. Don't, yeah, and it's scary for me because I look at my daughter, I'm like, oh, man. I like people say like, you know, would you want to be, would you, would you be happy if your daughter ended up with someone like you? I'm like, no, I want her to, to have someone who shows her affection and she doesn't have to doubt that, you know, her spouse loves her. Yeah. I'm like, dang. Yeah. Like, I was, I was, uh, I'm realizing right now, like, you know, I was robbed of that, but it doesn't mean that I have to rob my daughter of seeing that in the future. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I need, if anything, I need uh, of course, do it for my wife, but, you know, also show my wife, uh, show my uh, daughter that she deserves, like, to feel valued and to feel affection
1: Absolutely, it's good. You know, yeah. one of the key parts of all of this is forgiving others is part of the healing process, mm. right? You brought up forgiving your dad. Yeah, um, even though he had passed on, <laughs> right? That, that's
2: what's so funny about that story. It, it's really uh, people are like, "Whoa!" Like that's how deep it went. Yep. You hated yeah. a dead man. That's why I tell people, I hated a dead man. Mm.
1: It, a lot of times when we have bitterness toward others, it's it's drinking cyanide mm. and waiting for the other person to die. Right, so so we're ho- we're we're actually taking in the toxin into yeah. our system because we're so frustrated and waiting for the other person to actually pass on, and it doesn't work that way. It's crazy. Yeah, no. Ephesians four verse thirty one through thirty two says, "Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and malice um, and clamor be put away from you, and be kind to one another, mm. tenderhearted, just, as, um, and forgiving one another, just as God in Christ Jesus forgave you." And so we are all dealing with various forms and fashions of relational wounds, mm-hmm. right? It could be defensiveness. Mm. Um, it could be stonewalling, could be mm. criticism. Um, it could be contempt that people are demonstrating to us in different ways, whether it be through words or facial expressions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. actions, right? Oh, yeah. And those are, those are wounds That we have to be able to release because if we hold on to them and bury them in our subconscious, it's going to impact us. Oh yeah, yeah. it might impact our sleep. It might impact you know the way that we respond to a simple conflict in our family, and we blow up and we're like, "Well, (laughs) why did that happen? Yeah, why did why did it have to be so explosive? That was I dropped popcorn on the floor and you blew up about it, or you know those kind of simple things, and we realize how much. Um, the way that our uh, relational wounds impact our reactions to other things yeah, it can
0: even keep you from like moving up in life too Absolutely, like, my, I remember growing up the only time I would hear my name being called from my parents is when I was in trouble Like they'd be like Michael like, yep. And it's always like I always responded in fear like oh no, what did I do now? And even to this day, I'm 33 and if I have a client that says, like, hey Michael, you have time to talk, or hey Michael, I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah, I'm in Anxiety trouble. kicks in. Yeah. You're like, no, this is not good. <laughs> and
2: it could be just a normal little conversation, like a yeah. simple thing. Yeah. And it's that, but that trauma, like it sparks something in you that you're
0: like, oh you can't even hear my own name. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I wanted to end on um one thing, and that is the way that we are treated by others, particularly those who are closest to us, or the way that we interpret. The, the way that they feel toward us, mm-hmm. oftentimes in the life of a believer, we translate into our relationship with our heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. For yeah. example, if somebody's disappointed in me, especially if it's a spouse who's disappointed in me over and over and over again, and and, and I get that sense from them, oftentimes I will translate that into my relationship with my heavenly Father and feel like. Oh, he's disappointed in me. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know, and the reality of the Christian walk is that the Lord loves me as much today as he ever did. Mm -hmm. And my worst sin might be in front of me. Yeah. So it's not related to my performance. It's even while I was still a sinner, Christ died for the ungodly. I was reading a passage out of Matthew Matthew 10. It says, you know, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, but not one of them falls to the ground apart from the will of the Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. And, And what that was just screaming at me is this, that my heavenly Father loves me so much, not based on my performance because I, have, I didn't merit or earn his favor to begin with, yeah. but he knows me with such detail that he knows the very hairs of my head. And so I have to be able to process, hey, this is the way that I'm being treated or I feel in a physical human relationship, but I cannot directly compare that to my relationship with my Heavenly Father. Well, yeah. So in the same way, especially with a physical father, yeah, the the father wounds. The reason that they're so painful, particularly for a believer, is because we often translate like abandonment, mm-hmm. like that that my, my heavenly Father he he allowed this. So maybe he's he he doesn't approve of me or abandons me. So, and yeah. so many people out there um, that I talk to have deep father wounds, mm. and deep relational wounds be in that family relationship. And um, it impacts their walk with God.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I, I just, this Healer Series has been so good because it's been, it's I feel like this series has just been life-changing for so many people. These conversations that we're having right now are so easy to have mm. because these are just such real um, things that people are dealing this with just life. on a daily basis. Yeah. And we need a healer, and that healer is Jesus. Mm. And Pastor Matt's been doing such a great job at, like, at mm. sharing that. Um, And and his approach to this, there's so many practical things that we can be doing and thinking about in order to understand why we have mental health issues, relational issues, all of these. If you haven't been paying attention to this series, I would say go back and watch all of these, the Healer series. They're so good. And we may at some point go back and revisit them all. Um, as far as having a conversation, cool. but right now we're just going to finish through and get through the rest of the series since we started the podcast in the middle of it. Um, but it's, it, it's been so good. Um, we definitely, uh, and we, it, again, pastor Matt practically talks about these things in a way that we can understand and apply it to what we're going through, maybe even right now. So,
1: uh, it, um, I would also encourage you if you haven't read the book, a book called you, mm-hmm. um, that Matt uh, pastor Matt Brown, um, wrote, um, just, in addition to your time, obviously, in the Word. We're not talking about supplanting the the time in the Scriptures, but if you want to just learn about why different people with different personality types do the things that they do, they're kind of subconsciously even, um, this is a great book. It'll give you an increased sensitivity, particularly in a marriage relationship Mm -hmm. or with your kids Mm -hmm. um, or friendships. Community Um, group. I mean, understanding
2: why people may be... The way that they are you know some people may not understand you like i don't i I feel like sometimes i'm understood period by some people (laughs) and then i have these deep conversation and they understand but this may help you understand um and help a normal just that anybody understand why um they are the way they are or why someone else might be the way they are it doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly who they are but it helps you um have an understanding on where they may be coming from, and that's why it's such a great tool for people.
1: Yep, because uh, oftentimes, based on the personality type, different offenses come, Mm -hmm. and that's a relational wound Mm. issue that we have to face and unpack and deal with and let go of so that we can move on to a healthy walk and um, healthy growth in our personal walk with God. So, Absolutely. Hey, um, thanks, you guys, for being just so open and transparent. I really think, I mean, we're just talking real life. That's, That's what makes it easy is just mm. we're just talking life. This is practical, practical, practical stuff. Real conversation. Um, so yeah, real conversation. So thanks for being transparent. I'm going to yeah. throw to Michael.
0: Yeah. Oh, was okay, cool. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Brian, I was talking to you, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, I think it'd be pretty cool after each, you know, episode if we said a prayer about what we just discussed. Today was heavy, um, and, and especially for you know the people who grew up without a father or without a good father, that could really impact the, really, the way you, you view God, um, as a father. So, I think we should lift up, you know, those people who who are really struggling with those, you know, father issues, and it's impacting their relationship for moving forward with God.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for this time where we got a chance to just digest uh, the teaching um, from Sunday and to think about these things and how relational wounds impact us and even how we um, consider our relationship with you. Um, Father, I pray that you'd break through with those who in some way feel like you're disapproving of them or you're disappointed or frustrated with them. And Lord, our relationship with you is not based on our performance; it's based on unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, your grace. Um, and so, Father, we pray that we would lean into that, and I pray that those who are struggling right now with deep wounds—maybe from a father, it could be from a mother, it could be from a grandparent, it could be from their kids, it could be from a, an aunt, an uncle—it um, could be abuse, it could be neglect. Oh God, I, I just pray that you would you would bring comfort, encouragement, healing Mm. in those deep relational wounds. I pray that we would not ignore them. I pray that we'd be able to tune in to them and and unpack them and deal with them in a biblical, scriptural way in the love of Christ. And so we commit the congregation to you as they hear this word. I pray, Father, it would be shared with others that they might heal as well and even more deeply understand themselves and those that they love. And we praise you in advance of that work. And I pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Amen.